0: Today's date is Friday, October 7th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast that encapsulates all things entertainment. Today, we have an extra spooky episode to start the scare season. Michael talks about the recent news surrounding Twitch and its creators. Beware, mini frights are ahead. You have been warned. Uh, 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 uh.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your favorite show on the internet, encapsulating all of the spooky, scary feelings of the season. It's entertain days, day. <laughs> welcome to a very special time of the year for entertainment. You see, it is the special time of the year where the spooky, scary things of the night come out and scare us in the day. You get to see your vampires. Your ghosts, your ghouls, your uh, werewolves, and others. In a very spooky, scary way. And leading the charge is me. One of your intrepid hosts, Victor Von Alex. (laughs) And I'm Michael. (laughs) My Pat. And my co-hosts do not know how to buy into a bit.
2: I like Halloween. This is cool. This is good. I Maybe like
1: it. that is the scariest thing: is to be left out on a limb, comedically.
2: <laughs> How does it feel? Where like every time you put all this effort into a great, cold open, fully buying in, you never get. All
3: that I'm saying is that last Halloween, when Nick was here, we most all, we most certainly all did buy into the bit, and it was hilarious. <laughs> And I miss him every day. Um, Of course, it's entertainment. It's a thought-provoking podcast, encapsulating all things entertainment. Uh, And you're here to listen to it. So we're going to just do it. But to kind of explain the bit, because that's the funniest thing you can do, it's October and it's spooky, scary time. And so we're going to hit you with three episodes this month of the spookiest, scariest content and we're going to end it with an awesome guest who's also spooky and scary to really get you in that festive Halloween spirit. Now, that being said, Michael has brought a topic, and I, I want you, listen, audience, I want you to hear him out. To him, to Michael, it's pretty scary.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this topic is a very personal scary uh spooky scary situation um the topic that i'm bringing forth today has uh, something to do with uh, something i think we can all relate to which is uh bad previous (laughs) (laughs) we've all been there we've all had a very awful previous employment one where we've uh just you know fully bought into the whims of capitalism and come out the other end uh feeling like a washed up piece of garbage. Uh, Now, this one is not gonna be specifically about my past job, but it's something very closely related to it. Uh, So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, while we were doing this podcast a little whiles back, over a year and a half ago now at this point, uh, I was working for a little tiny startup uh that uh some of you may know about a little company called Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh there I worked uh in their AWS department uh working on web tech stuff cuz I'm a I'm a I'm a technological boy little boy. I'm a little boy. Uh <laughs> I like that ringtone please. And yeah, you're welcome. Um <laughs> And uh yeah, no, and uh I can I can safely say at this point, like I I I had great coworkers, uh, but famously within the software engineering world, Amazon specific, AWS specifically, is a horrible mm. place to work. Uh it was legitimately one of the worst times of my life. Are we far and enough so,
3: past your uh NDA to be saying this
0: stuff? All sure. right. Sure you want to like <laughs> like like maybe not say their name as much like i bet you eh, that's
2: fine yeah, okay. i trust him
0: if he says it's fine it's all fine right. Yeah. all right
2: i mean the thing is you can talk about bad like work experiences you just can't talk about specifics all I, like all i'm going to say is amazon not uh, controversially
3: you're telling me not that a great place one, to one of our capitalistic <laughs> overlords don't care that much about their employees that's yeah, shocker. it turns
2: out the same company that forces its employees and warehouses to pee in bottles because taking a work break or taking a bathroom break places too much economic pressure on the literal richest company in the world uh, is not great to its everyday employees. Do they, employees do they the make
3: them pee in the bottles or do the employees have to resort to peeing in bottles?
2: That's better. That's a better okay. way of phrasing it. They have to resort to that yeah, sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um So, yeah, so the the thing with this is and this isn't going to be like a hour long rant about how awful Amazon is, even though I could do it, but that could get me in trouble. Um, We're going to talk about a subsidiary of Amazon, uh, one that we probably see across spectrum uh, as not that associated with Amazon, but still is something that is super pervasive in most like people's day-to-day lives a lot of people especially our age and our demographic you know young uh middle to upper 20s white boys um we'll probably spend a lot of our time on and that happens to be a little thing known as twitch tv so if y'all just want to plop your butt down in a comfy ergonomic chair put on your gaming headset and listen in because you're listening to entertain this
3: Nice. <laughs> uh, so let's let's break let's break mold here. Uh, yeah. This isn't that spooky scary. No. No. No.
2: No. <laughs> no. No. no, 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 no. Um,
3: but it is a little spooky scary because I'm gonna it add is. in a jump scare right here,
4: and that's gonna
3: continue throughout this entire episode. So <laughs> you guys just be listening out for that because it's coming. And here right. it comes again. you? Oh, did, 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 did it scare you? maybe it wasn't even there maybe that's the scary part maybe it's because (laughs) it didn't even show up because it was right here did happen i don't know we'll find out (laughs) go ahead take over mike
2: oh my god uh what what is it the thing with the box with the cat uh where it's like is there actually a cat alive in the box you don't know it's schrodinger or something yeah Yeah, this is
3: is 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 more like alex's edit which is like, you don't know if the edit's going to happen until you listen to the episode. (laughs) I really hope
0: that I don't have to get this episode edited because I'm going to completely forget that this is it. (laughs) I I think
2: it's fair to say Alex is committed to editing
0: this episode. Yeah, if I (laughs) edit it, I'll edit it. Fair enough. Ooh, it's a spooky ghost. No, it's Pat here. I actually did have to edit this episode. But yeah, so this one, like Alex
2: said, isn't like explicitly spooky, scary, except but for this jump are... scare. <laughs> but there are spooky, scary elements uh, <laughs> about what, could, what 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 has been going on. Uh, and just for starters, uh, I just want to ask: uh, open up the 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 generic uh, entertain this patented uh, our open on. question to begin. things Yeah, off. all right. Yep. <laughs> yep. So get to it. Do you all? Do you all remember the first time you ever watched a live stream on the internet? I haven't. No, I'm, gonna, I'm
0: not going to lie. I don't watch Twitch ever. <laughs> like ever, 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 ever. All I think right. the only thing I've ever did, tw- I got Twitch was to to see the Super Bowl because uh, of- that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about but you, was- Docs?
3: I have more memory trying to stream on Twitch than I do ever watching it. Yeah. I think I always understood what it was for. I just never wanted to be on the side of Twitch where you watched things. I always wanted to be on the side of Twitch where you made things.
2: Mm, Does that make gotcha. sense? Yeah, 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 that makes sense. So, funnily enough, I actually remember the uh first time I ever watched like any live video stream on the Yeah, cuz
3: and- you you wanted to be a streamer. Like that was your, Oh, I did, but this dream. is even
2: bef- this is even before that. Well, I uh, have to
3: imagine that this sparked the interest Wanting not this,
2: not this specific instance,
3: but eventually
2: down the line, yes. The first did. step uh, in a long road. It was so. Let's 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 take our take our little our brains back to uh, the mid to late two thousands. Hold on, um, hold on. And if I can make it a little hold easier, on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Okay, now wherever you're at, go to 2008 specifically. <laughs> <laughs>
0: dude i don't want to go back to that time it was bad
2: (laughs) so keep in mind this was this was uh the summer of 2008 i was going into my sophomore
0: year yeah sophomore year of high school um i was still in middle
2: school
4: (laughs) yeah i know
2: (laughs) and this was this was around that time where uh The only really prevalent ways of getting watching like any media was through actually, you know, buying DVDs or renting from Blockbuster. You can go back to even like our Netflix episode. This is this is like right at the beginning slash pre Netflix here. Yeah. And uh, one of the if you didn't want to go like one of those routes because, you know, you were a dirt poor high school student uh, who didn't actually have a job job yet. Or you were in middle school or middle school, uh, there were some other uh, possible avenues of uh, w- witnessing some things and hearing some things uh, that legally may not have been uh, quite a, a, long, a long code. Um, <clears throat> this are being back
3: purposely in the vague, and that's good, but also yeah. you're making it sound like it's
2: it's not porn Mm? for some people but for me at the time it was not porn okay Uh, no this is back in the days of websites like uh like a limewire do y'all remember Uh, oh like pirate yeah yeah the whole idea of like the peer-to-peer uh system like like sending files to each other all that shit yeah um so I was, I was a pretty like I'm gonna just flat out admit it, I was a pretty big user of these things. I did not like. Pi- asking
3: so you would, you would steal from your mom's purse, is what you're saying. I you would, would steal, steal a, a car. I would steal a car.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially because stealing a car in this instance is like making an exact copy of the car and me just giving it to someone else. That's that's that is what these things were uh
3: you wouldn't clone a car you wouldn't clone yeah. your mom's purse it's absolutely I, I totally would, would do both of those things
2: yeah. if i could <laughs> um but yeah, and so uh it was back in this day where i uh i would find like all of my favorite like movies and I'd download the, i'd i'd open up my i'd open up my laptop uh at like nine ten p m and I would just hit download because this was the era of like 10 megabit down internet being your cap, uh, it would take, I don't know, six hours to download like a 20 gigabyte movie. Um, so leave that shit going overnight. And sometimes, you know, that wasn't even that feasible. Like sometimes there's movies that are out in theaters that you couldn't really watch, but you, you, you didn't really have any options. So one night I, uh, had heard from some friends, how good of a movie, uh, the dark Knight was, uh, I, I hadn't watched Batman Begins or anything like that, but I just heard like this movie is incredible. I was like, oh, OK, I want to watch that, but it's in theaters. But I don't know. Like, you never know. Some people like to put stuff up on the Internet. And what I I went on my laptop one night and I just entered the phrase like uh, free stream or not even free stream, just free the Dark Knight video movie. Something along those lines. And what those popped
3: classic up, Google searches where you really don't know what you're looking for, but you hope yeah, someone yeah, yeah. in the ether will help you find it's it. It's one of
2: the yeah, you just put like enough random words that are vague, vaguely close enough to the subject you're actually looking for that you hope you find some random ass website. Yeah. And some random ass website I did find. Uh I came across a little little streaming platform back in the day known as Justin.tv. Now, have you all what? ever heard that name before? Mm. No. Nah.
3: It's ringing weird bells, but I can't place it.
2: Yeah, so Justin.tv was the streaming platform the precursor owned by the same people, same company who founded Twitch. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And this was the first time that I had ever even really conceived of the notion of like live streaming a a video of any sort and what this stream ended up being was it was a guy sitting in a movie theater somehow had managed to get a video like uh, the ability to like videotape microphone and send that all up wirelessly in a movie theater to justin.tv and I was able to watch oh. The Dark Knight while it was in theaters <laughs> on a little tiny screen that I could f- actually count the pixels on <laughs> did you
3: like join in halfway through the movie like oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was just like there he's like oh what's up oh welcome uh michael boy 331 to the stream (laughs) (laughs) well he was in
2: a movie theater so he couldn't even really uh couldn't even really talk it was he had to be quiet but the coolest thing is is like you get to this website and you see your stream but alongside of it and this is one of the like such an innovative like time like innovative feature for this time was having live chat alongside live stream. Because this is all coming off the back of like AIM, like instant messenger chat rooms and that whole side of the internet and uh, really placing it alongside a video. So it was like you're watching, you're getting to watch like a TV show or really what it came down to was like, it was more like watching reality TV with a bunch of random people from across the internet where you all get to talk about it in real time um which was just an incredibly like innovative idea and the coolest part about this all is is this all started by just like a group of nerdy ass kids in college sitting around one day just like would it be cool like live st- to like show everyone what you're doing 24 7
3: no is the answer. No. But they did it anyway. <laughs> but they did it
2: anyways. They enlisted uh their friend named uh Justin Khan, uh who is the uh aforementionedly named uh person who it's Justin.tv, um, to set up a website and to uh they built a purpose-made backpack that essentially had a broken down laptop in it that they had attached a Flashlight-sized, uh, uh, like a flashlight-sized web camera with a little palm mic on top of it, with a feed running into this laptop that also contained like cell phone receptors that they could then send the signal wirelessly over a cell phone network to be live streamed twenty four seven. Wow! Uh, and Justin actually went through with this, so uh, he was
3: rec- the he was the Truman. Of this yes. Truman show-esque experiment.
2: A voluntary Truman, yes. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, and it's through this this experiment, what they called a life, uh, like a life cast, like not a broadcast, a life cast. Uh, where essentially the entire goal was to just create their own version of reality TV. They're noted uh similarities of what they kind of wanted to like get to was getting people like Flava Flav and like getting to see like his average everyday life, 24 seven, see a life cast by Flava Flav. You see the big personality that shines through on reality TV, but wanting to see like what he, his life was actually like. Um, and that's where mm-hmm. everything just kind of took over.
0: Now it's a bunch of fake people trying to get money well, you- and flashing nudity. That's <laughs> Patrick, you already
3: it. admitted that you've never been on Twitch. You are making <laughs> some broad that. claims for someone who has well, never
2: been on Twitch. And I was also website. gonna say, like, have you seen Flava Flav? Because that's not too different.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. But I, I I'm just like overly generalizing here, but yeah. That's from from the the news and headlines that I get from like the occasional nip slips and all that stuff that happens where people get Twitch banned. You know, you gotta forever. you
3: have to seek out those stories, right? They don't just yeah. come to you.
2: That sounds more like a targeted ad. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's TikTok, man. I get a bunch of stuff.
3: Attaboy. Um, yeah, that's wild. So, so it's named after the aforementioned Justin because it was just supposed to be his stream of his life, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so- it was just supposed to start as that.
3: So, how did it? kind of grow into anybody everywhere all of the time please show us everything that you're doing always please
2: yeah 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 so this uh so just the entire idea of this like having someone's life being shown 24 7 accompanied with a collective like chat that anyone could uh go into and talk in at any time it naturally garnered a lot of publicity uh, it was shown off a lot over the entirety of the internet, with MTV picking it up and uh, doing interviews of Justin to show off exactly what he was doing. Um, and once that kind of happened, they started branching out with some new creators that they wanted to bring in. Um, there was a—I th- don't know if she's still around—but there was a YouTube creator by the name of I Justine. Yeah, uh, she was primarily like a tech YouTuber. She was in
3: love with Steve Jobs. Yep. Did a lot of, of like fundamental vloggers of the time. She like started yeah. the word vlog and like
2: doing vlogs. Yeah. She's actually like an incredibly influential person with a lot of stuff that we have in our like tech entertainment world today. Yeah. Um. So they actually got her to join in on this and she started doing her own life cast for them. They said that it fit perfectly. Uh you had Justin Khan, Justin.tv, and then you bring in i Justine, i Justine TV. They said it was a natural fit. Um, and with that, she became much more popular than Justin was. <laughs>
3: because that's how Twitch works.
2: Yep. <laughs> and it's through this they started kind of realizing the huge potential that this had. Now they had already figured the potential, but like this is really where they started to see it blossom. And over the course of the next uh, six to eight months after they had initially started the first stream, they had already started to have like over 60 different broadcasters. At first, Justin TV was uh, just a collection of um, creators that they made specific deals with to give them access to be able to stream. Um, One of the things that actually was a giant learning experience from this was, Justin, uh, to make things more interesting, he had posted his cell phone number, uh, onto the website so that people could call in and, uh, kind of like share ideas that they had, what could make this stream more interesting. Cause he didn't really have a chat log that he could go in and like look at at all times. So this is the kind of the closest he could get to that. Uh, well, he, in our today's world, we know this more so now as Doxing. <laughs> he basically doxed himself. Damn it! Oh god. Yeah. And uh, what came from that was, uh, turns out it's very easy to impersonate someone's phone number. Uh, Spoof. Yeah, 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 spoofing. yeah, And someone spoofed and called his local police department. Oh no. And reported a stabbing at his apartment.
0: <laughs> oh god! So he got swatted.
2: Yep. <laughs> One of the it re, it legitimately is within the first six months ever streaming of there being a streaming platform for someone to get swatted. Incredible! <laughs> Why are people so terrible?
3: Taylor's as oldest as time.
2: <laughs> yep, and then the very next day, another person called in and called the fire department to come to his house and uh, take care of a fire that didn't exist. Uh, it was after that that he. Uh, So he had initially worked out a deal with the local dispatch where they had to actually call him to confirm if he placed an emergency call before actually reacting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eventually, he ended up just completely changing his number and smartly enough, uh, didn't post it this time.
3: (laughs) Hey, way to go, bud.
2: Yeah. But he did
3: Um, show his address when doing an unboxing video. Classic mistake mm -hmm. number two.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's why you get a P.O. box. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and so, uh, this, this, this platform that was already, you were already starting to see like kind of the cracks in it and like the faults in what could go wrong. I mean, anytime that you're broadcasting an unfiltered, uh, live stream of something, it's inevitable that something eventually is going to go wrong. Um, but that's part of the entertainment of it. Uh, people loved watching when shit just went off the rails. Um, uh, and it's through this that the website just became more and more popular to the point where eventually at the end of 2007 uh, when, so this initially I don't know if I said, but initially started in 2007 beginning of it uh, towards the end of 2007, it had already become so popular that they decided that to open it up so that anyone could broadcast on their platform. Uh, and this is where we start running into all of the issues with like people streaming copyrighted content uh or you have people um you know uh casually and this is spooky scary videos of like people live streaming their own suicides and Mm -hmm. shit like that um
0: that's why i thought you were originally going to talk about red rooms because i was like that was a huge craze there for a little bit oh Um, yeah um, yeah yeah spooky scary (laughs) very (laughs) it
2: is very notably like soon after they opened uh the the platform for anyone to use there was a broadcast of someone uh who live streamed his own overdose uh and which eventually like brought a class like a lawsuit from the parents of the person who died to twitch and but twitch covering their own tracks uh They did have a clause in their uh, personal conduct uh, usage clauses or whatever the legal documents are uh, for them to, like, not be held responsible for any of that stuff. But it did require them to actually start using uh, proper moderators.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, how do you moderate back then before major AI? Like like individual people,
2: individual people had to be hired. to handle that yeah that's expensive yeah very (laughs) but um over time and let's we'll get a little bit away from all the spooky scary stuff for a little bit uh twitch really started to take off um this is really when like uh people were craving the, the sort of content we had over on the youtube side of things we had major major players uh like pewdiepie or we had people like markiplier like these big content creators who focused primarily on gaming. And that's where like a huge majority of like the YouTube audience was. They were all focusing on gaming. Well, naturally, if you have the ability to a lot, what are are, like 20 something year old guys doing with most of their time when they're not like in school or working, they're playing video games. So naturally, most of the people that ended up streaming on justin.tv stream themselves playing video games. And that garnered a massive part of the Justin TV audience to the point where they recognized very, very early on that this was going to be their main like profit driver. Um, So quickly, in fact, that in just uh, three years after completely opening up the Justin TV as a service for everyone to use, um, they did a complete rebrand well, it was technically a complete new service rebranded com- strictly for gaming. And that's where we have the introduction of Twitch TV. A platform that we all know and love today. <laughs> we all know and love. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, at first, Twitch TV was kind of seen as this, like, haven of incredible content it was at a time where people were craving more and more and more you had these major players in the youtube space as i mentioned before who were creating incredible content but it was on such a limited basis it was like oh you get like one or two one to two 10 minute uploads a day if, if you're lucky um but really that was it it was meant to be these more like small bite-sized chunks of content well on the other side you got twitch it was supposed to be this little rebellious cousin of youtube where people could go on be raw and unfiltered and stream all of the stuff that could be going and you don't gotta have you don't you don't need an editor you don't need to know how to like edit anything you just gotta know how to get your video into flash and then you can like upload your stream key and so that's it that's all you gotta do. So it opened up a massive uh, ability for people to create content in a very early, archaic way in this this format. Um, one of the, the funny things about this is that originally the uh, streams that you could upload were like the pixel count of the resolutions that you could upload were like, 633 pixels by like 355.
3: Ew, that's like
0: yeah, that's original so iPod here. touch. That's yeah, good. exactly <laughs> look at us in our uh, you know first word problems of uh 1080p, yeah. 4K. Gosh. Yeah.
2: It's like as a as an example. So like um the big thing with streaming is a uh or streaming slash video software in general, is this like data streaming uh concept known as bitrate uh bit rate is basically just how many bits so a bit makes up a byte which is all the like the data structures that we have it's how many bits you can actually transfer over the wire um at a, at a time like over a certain period of time and a like the old like 480p uh or like 360p 480p youtube videos those were probably like a 700 like bit rate twitch at its maximum you could get like 1000 uh, 1000 bit rate, which is, which was pretty damn good, but put that in comparison, a 720 pixel like resolution video on YouTube is like two to two and a half thousand bit rate. <laughs> so it's just kind of highlights like how far we've come to, from today, uh, come to today. And it's just like the technology nerd in me. It just loves those sort that sorts of shit. Um. But yeah, so we've got Twitch. We've got this new up-and-coming platform where people are just going on, being live, unfiltered, just speaking on all of their bullshit. Uh, They're playing video games, having a great time. But then you start seeing that like, oh, like this is actually not just like a live streaming platform. This is also a social media network. You had entire personalities that would, that became popular and connected to each other and would like, stream together and people would know each other between different channels and chats and it created this really really cool and small independent community um, that really drove this feeling of everyone who was involved in the platform being kind of like this like homegrown atmosphere um, it's where you have like all these popular streamers they were at the maximum at this time getting like like the, a big streamer at this point was getting like one one to one and a half thousand live viewers at a time. Now, like we consider that to be like on Twitch, like, a, that would be like a nobody <laughs> We're I mean, we'd, we'd still like dream of that day, but yeah, <laughs> like one, one and a half thousand realistically today is like absolutely nothing. Um, but yeah. And you just had this really cool small community that was super in, interconnected. Um, but yeah you you then have like all of these issues though around this where people it was again live streams so completely unfiltered, people doing lots of wild shit, and that making them popular. um you had lots of creators who had were very problematic, um but because it was a small sense of community, um it was seen as like these little endearing pieces of the community it was like just a reason to come watch someone you have like today it's like some of the most popular streamers on twitch it's just them like playing slots and yelling at their computer screen when they don't win um which was more prevalent back in the day uh like i specifically remember watching youtube videos of um oh god this is embarrassing Uh, i used to watch videos of Keemstar. Do you do you know who that is? No clue.
1: <laughs>
2: Alex, do you know who that is? Cringe. I know. <laughs> it's cringy. Yep. I remember I know being Keemstar. Yeah, I remember being uh twelve years old. Is he the one who goes his, and
1: that's the way the news
3: goes or
2: like something like, like that? Yeah, it's like and let's get raw into, into the, the news. news. Yeah, that's that, it. Yeah. That and that
3: then goes. he like talks about the most like toxic shit on the internet. Oh the yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: I remember, like, one of my first introductions to all that shit was watching his videos on YouTube that he uploaded where uh, it was just him hosting, uh, like, basically flame wars in Halo lobbies. Yes. Yeah, he would invite, like, two, like, 13-year-old kids into a Halo lobby, and they would just go at each other, calling them every bad name in the book. Uh, Shit that is just, like... So easily well-known being horrible at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that was also the sort of stuff that was happening every single day on Twitch at first. Um, but there was also a complete other side to it. Uh, with this like introduction of these small communities that were uh, building, like, that had just a lot of like really natural velocity and gaining viewership, also came the uh, the professional side of it of esports, and which was one of the things that they originally set out for—not just to have these small communities of creators, but also to show like giant competitions. Um, if you all remember back in uh, like the, the late 2000s, early 2010s, there was a lot of popularity specifically around uh, major league gaming uh major league gaming was kind of like this organization that were like the pinnacle of competitive gaming Mm -hmm. um the biggest thing at the time was like uh starcraft or halo um i remember so back in high school uh one of my classmates was actually like the top one of the top like 25 halo players in the world uh and his brother was actually like the number one <laughs> halo player in the world wow. and yeah it's so, like this guy was like just like casually like in my spanish class and all of a sudden he'd be gone for like a week And would be like oh hey where'd he go it's like oh yeah he's down in orlando uh competing to win like twenty thousand dollars uh at a halo tournament <laughs> Jeez. yeah and the thing is too is that like um the, there was really no way to keep up with this unless you like went like live, at least unless you actually like went to the events. Usually everything that we'd see would be like recaps, but it was during this launching of Twitch and Justin TV that this is where you started being able to watch these events happen live. You would have like casters who would actually live cast the events, much like how we do with actual sports. And I remember the first time that I was able to, watch my classmate um so his his gamer his tag for competitive gaming stuff i think it still is ace like Elamite ace or something cool fun fact my dad built his family's house and he actually specifically he's a custom home builder or was and uh i just remember my dad like before i had ever met this guy my dad came home uh from working on their house and it was like mike you're gonna I need you to meet these people. (laughs) We're finishing up their basement and it's a gaming shrine. Incredible. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And uh, so I still remember being back in high school and hearing about him being like at one of these tournaments and getting like tune in and watch him compete in these tournaments. Um, One of the, one of the coolest moments for me was with watching him was uh, in Early when I was a freshman in college, I think Uh, it was around. No, it was even before then. It was before then. I was a senior in high school. He was a year above me and he was competing in a like free for all Halo Reach tournament. And it was supposed to be like it was the last big like Halo tournament because it was on the downside um, that MLG was putting on. And it was competing individually for like two hundred thousand dollars uh and like if you won first place you won two hundred thousand dollars or something ridiculous like that and he had not had a like win in one of these events in so long um but he ended up winning this entire event as an underdog and i just remember watching it happen live and just seeing the camera like switch from the actual gameplay to him in his face and just being like it's like one of those instances where it's like you see someone that you know on TV and it's just like, what, what? I, I know that guy. It's
0: (laughs) him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, even though I have like zero personal investment into like whatever happens, it's just like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, there he, the, there he is there he is it's a guy let's go right there i know him it's like yeah i cheated off of him in spanish class yeah
3: it's like that uh quote from spongebob where he's like my friend's in there and he's like yeah.
1: good for you <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
1: congratulations
2: yeah um and but yeah and then through through twitch though like these these sorts of moments were able to even happen in the first place. Like it's different from watching like a YouTube video where everything can be like heavily produced and all that, but like with live, everything was just kind of more of this stream of consciousness, especially back at this time, uh where everything was fairly low budget. Uh I mean, it felt high budget at the time, but looking back on it, it's like the sets are made of like cardboard and like Rubber, uh, like rubber on top of plywood, um, and like all the super, like all the stuff that you'd see out of like a like a high school drama department. Yeah, uh, and uh, but now it's y- you have tournament like that is the place to go and watch these major esports tournaments. Like you have League of Legends and Dota that are putting on like multi million dollar tournaments where the budget that goes into creating the environments for where these happen and just like the production levels are like the same quality that you would get out of like a nfl watching an nfl game on tv um and it's just wild to me of like what i did, like just seeing how esports has evolved specifically through twitch uh, over the years and just seeing that like where it is today, like you've got walk, you've got like walkout songs for individual people in these indoor coliseums that are hosting like tens of thousands of people just to watch people sit at their computers and play video games,
3: right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it it is competitive. And I think all of us have the memory at one point or another of like either going to a sleepover having an older brother having older cousins who would play these games and you would just sit on the couch and watch them play. Like that market has always existed since video yeah. games have started. Like, I mean, I'm speaking before my time, but I could make the assumption that when like Pong first came out, there were people sitting on the couch, like,
1: oh, who's going to win? Oh, who's going to oh, win? Like yeah.
3: that's always been there. It was just moving it onto the internet. That was the big step that Twitch fulfilled.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean like the epitome of that environment that you're describing Like that is like the arcades from the 80s and 90s. Yeah, like that is exactly what it was. You'd have like local legends who were the top like Street Fighter player uh, that would compete. And the thing to kind of go along with that, too, is like Twitch was the next stage of that. Uh, You had you had like competitive. So there was always like small national uh, like fighting game tournaments and stuff like that. But it wasn't until like something like Justin TV or Twitch came out where you have these sorts of people, these competitive fighting game players who are actually gaining like notoriety and reputation uh, for being as good as they are. Um, and some of the best like memes that are out there come from these terms. I mean, fighting game people are crazy as hell and witty as hell. Um mm-hmm. uh, like, I remember the there's one of Street Fighter was like, "Ooh, wombo combo. Ooh, grab <laughs> counter. <laughs> and it's just there's so many fun moments from those times. Um, and to kind of go even further than that, uh, we kind of see where we're at today. Um, today, we we've kind of moved a little bit away from these like huge tournaments these huge gaming platforms where it's all about like the the competitive performance and esports where now it's about the individual personalities of the people playing the games it's like uh you've you it's like you know uh i don't know what streamers patrick you don't even watch twitch so you won't even know but like alex do you even know like do you know any like streamers by name
3: um if i did some cursory google searching i could tell you something <laughs> i mean uh the doc
0: i think yeah, yeah dr, dr. Disrespect. dr. dr. Disrespect. disrespect
3: he got real mad at call of duty recently because <laughs> they did not invite him to next and he was not happy about it
0: didn't yep. he work on the original call of duties i don't like, know he was like no. a de- he's a he, i'm pretty sure he was a developer for the original call of Duty. he's
3: but... he's a weird guy now isn't he yeah, yeah. he's a goofy well, um, guy I mean and
2: then... that that's actually like a good segue in, into this. Is like so we've talked I've talked a little a lot about how like all of these content creators are doing this like raw live footage of like whatever they're doing. Well, it turns out doing that turns you into a little bit of a, what I'd like to call a brand liability.
3: <laughs> Continue. <laughs>
2: yep, and that's where you got like people like Dr. Disrespect where it's like uh, someone who would typically be a major player. It's like you got a person who has major influence on very young audiences uh, who doesn't, uh, you know, isn't always kosher uh, is the best way to put it. (laughs) Well, he Uh, was
3: a brand ambassador for, uh, uh,
2: Turtle Beach Yeah, I think he still is. He might still be. Um, but yeah, and then even going to like some of the, even the most popular streamers on Twitch today are also uh, horrible people. I mean, I feel like that's a common denominator. Anybody who's a person of power uh, is usually just not a great person. Um hmm. <laughs> Like anytime you give someone a huge platform, they're probably going to abuse it a little. Oh, yeah. Most um, definitely. And the thing is, is like normally like this is like both a plus and a minus, I think, for Twitch is uh, normally when it comes to people who have who are in giant positions of power, uh, usually like traditionally these people would be like, oh, you only see them through like the movies or like your TV screen or something along those lines. Like Ellen is a good example, notoriously for a very long time was a shitty person, but we only saw the. Ellen of the ellen show or her from interviews about the ellen show uh and so our view of her was very limited to this very curated personality you don't have that with twitch (laughs) you don't get that opportunity unless you are like a method actor to the extreme Um, you got to really live your shit on Twitch if you want to like present an image. Um, And that's really where like a lot of the fun, uh, fun, uh, that's where a lot of the like enjoyment of watching it comes from today is like, these are real people. These aren't like a lot of the times aren't curated personalities specific to garner, specific made specifically to garner as wide of an audience as possible. There's a little bit of that, I'll definitely say. Uh, but I saw
3: it- a Twitch streamer who at one point had a Twitch goal where they said they would dress like a girl for a week if they reached a certain number of followers. They yeah. reached that number of followers and then dressed like a girl for the next 18 months and kept getting more and more and more and more <laughs>
0: followers. Yeah, that's crazy.
3: So I don't know about the whole not curating personalities thing.
2: I don't know. I feel like if you are the type of person who can commit to wearing, like, like to going that far out of your way, for the bit to, went very far. Yeah, and is yeah, Continuing yeah.
3: to go pretty far.
2: That's the thing is, I'm sure that person would have bought into just about any other bit that would have garnered that much of a following.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's
2: true. Yep. And that's the thing is, like, this and this is where like the comparisons to like social other social media uh, platforms really come into play is like the whole idea of like we, we all have seen on like Twitter or Instagram or TikTok to this point of people who are just like in it to be an influencer on the platform and in it to just do what is colloquially known as uh, clout chase. <laughs> We've clout chased before, but never to that extent. No, 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 no.
3: no. (laughs) We don't stoop
0: to those levels here. We
3: just put out an episode every week and hope that people show up.
0: (laughs) Please watch our content. So it's different. (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah. Sometimes we forget to post to social medias.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Pat, for holding us accountable on that. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, But yeah, and it's just like this whole idea of like you you have people who will do anything and this is where like it kind of comes into play with like the whole like oh are they like offering up who they really are or are they just clout chasing are they is easier
3: just to be who you are in the situation well the like, thing don't... is
2: who, who you are always comes out yeah like, eventually eventually it's impossible to keep up a curated personality for that long i mean just look if... to pewdiepie
0: yeah <laughs> What's wrong with PewDiePie? What do you do now?
3: He did not it's the fact that you asked what did he do now is what he did. Okay. <laughs> it's that he keeps doing things. He Fair keeps enough. trying to break the mold that he created and it's making
0: people upset. Yeah. That's it. Well you do something for uh you do something for how many years? Like eight years now? I mean it's seven years. <laughs> it's hard to
3: pull back the community when you like grow up. Because The thing about Twitch is at this point, it's been around long enough that those 16, 15, 14 year olds who wanted to be Twitch streamers are now 30 year olds who some of them succeeded. And it's like you cannot be the same person you were when you were 14 years old, even if that's what the audience wanted. Um, I think a great example of people who have transitioned well through age and kept up their media presence is Jacksepticeye. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jack Septicai, yep. when he started, he was loud, he was boisterous, he had bright green hair that attracted people to his videos, and it worked. People wanted to watch the crazy Irish man play games. That's what they wanted. And then as he grew and be, like sort of matured and changed as a person, he like took those criticisms on the chin. He's like, Listen, here's the thing I'm growing up, I don't want to keep doing this. I want to be who I actually am. And he walked his audience into his new persona or his adult persona, which is a more calm down, chill person. Um, yeah, I think Markiplier did a very similar yeah. thing. Uh, and that's why you see their channels continue to grow. And then there are uh, channels like, uh, for example, uh, what's his name? The guy who does Nugget, Biscuit, Nugget, Tobuscus. and Tobuscus. Tobuscus, who tried to keep up this act that honestly was pandering towards a younger generation. He tried to keep it up after that younger generation had grown out of it and failed completely and then sort of went into a depressive state that kind of messed him up bad and made him make some pretty poor decisions that ruined his character altogether. It's like, there are definitely two sides to this coin, um, so it's hard. And if you're just yourself from the beginning, it makes that transition so much easier.
2: Yeah, I mean the the thing that's really difficult for a lot of content creators across the board is um, content creation generally like attracts a certain per- type of personality, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately, that same personality when exposed to A large audience and the power that comes along with that uh, those people tend to not make the best decisions Uh, and it leads to you have to be very intentional with the way that you approach these sorts of problems and these sorts of platforms speaking
3: Uh, of speaking of problems Mike yeah it's not just the streamers who have problems it's also just the website overall yeah. Yeah, and, that's and I what think we need to get, right, into, get into it. Yeah, it's what we're yeah. going to
2: get to eventually. Um,
3: can't can't dance around it forever.
2: No. So, oh, God, where do you want to start? Uh, there's, let's see here. We could talk about uh, how businesses will drive their own platforms into the ground. Let's start let's there. Start, let's start there. So... The thing is, is Twitch is a live video service. And I know I talked a little bit about nerdy shit um, before, but we're gonna get a little bit more into that just to provide some context. Uh, So um, over time, so when you have like a limited amount of viewers and broadcasters, like the actual like behind the scenes infrastructure costs like are expensive, but not that expensive. really like because there's just not people using the service um well over time those costs continue to accrue and accrue and accrue and accrue it's not something that you can just dedicate space to on like a like a machine somewhere in indiana uh for someone to just hit every once in a while and get their data back and watch a stream um turns out these sorts of live streaming platforms are super fucking expensive to run. Uh, And the thing is, is that like when you are trying to bring about a very large audience uh, and you're trying to attract as many entertainers as possible, high quality entertainers, you're going to offer very generous profits. Um, As an example, uh, before Twitch really figured out their whole model, uh they used to offer uh essentially a so the twitch offers subscriptions uh we we all kind of know this you can subscribe to a specific broadcaster or a specific streamer you can subscribe and that allows you to get like Emotes that are specifically designed for that channel. It mm-hmm. gets you allows we you to be We have those like, weirdly enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> um, it, it allows you to get like a lot of extra perks uh, specifically for that stream uh, that you can use across all streams. So like it allows you to put like to use like uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't even think of like who would be a good person to bring up. Entertain um.
3: this has a Twitch emoji that is my dog Cleo with a crown on her head.
2: (laughs) So if you are subscribed to the entertain this uh, channel, you could use an entertain this emote in another chat. So people would know across Twitch like, oh, that person subscribed to entertain this. Lots of like little cool stuff that signifies that you're a part of a community. Um, Well, it used to be that before Twitch had really figured out their business model that you could uh subscribe to a channel for five bucks and that would be a lifetime subscription uh essentially like you could just pay five bucks and you get all the perks of being a subscriber for that one specific person but the big thing was was that a um there has to be some way for twitch to make the money that for all the costs that come with the streaming platform and how expensive that is uh so there's this whole idea of profit sharing. Every streaming service, every like entertainment content platform has some version of this. I don't know the specific numbers for YouTube, uh, but it's something along the lines of like 80-20, and that's all the money that you make from like Google AdSense. Um, so then we get to Twitch, and Twitch has like a very similar revenue sharing. Uh, I believe it used to be that Twitch would take a fifty from every $5 subscription uh wasn't too terribly bad. Uh well, eventually in order to like it creates a it creates a very unique problem where people are limited in how much money they can give a streamer that they really like. So you have um uh, there was a streamer uh who is no longer with us. His name was Reckful. Um he created the idea of like donations, like allowing opening up like a PayPal link for people to just donate money to. So streamers started accruing a lot of money through donations. And then oh, any individual performer can also cr- like take ad money and present ads on their platform uh, to get more money. Well, the thing is, is uh, Twitch saw how much money the top streamers are making through their platform and how much of a cost it is to them. And so they decided, and this is actually just came out today, the day of this recording, they're going to change their whole revenue sharing uh, system. So now it is uh, a 70-30 split. Uh, Creator will get 70% of the money that is earned through subscriptions and Twitch will take 30% of that. That's all fine and dandy. That's how it's been for a very long time. The bigger one is any money that you make over $100,000 through subscriptions will then get balanced to uh, a 50-50 split. And the problem is, is that, as you can imagine, well, okay, not a lot of streamers are going to be affected by that change, but all of the biggest people to their platform are going to be drastically affected. Um, And that really is, at the end of the day, a decision that Twitch is just making that drives away their biggest creators, all the people who are bringing them in the most money. And I think we're going to probably end up seeing uh, a bit of an exodus to other platforms. Um, there used to be more options. We used to have things like Mixer, Microsoft's alternative to Twitch, but really now it's basically just Twitch and YouTube. <laughs> or you could be like Ninja and stream on Instagram Live, TikTok, YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and even apart from that, there's, there's lots of other stuff. Uh, there's the whole idea of like, Twitch's main audience is like young kids. Um, and a lot of that stems from the fact that Twitch was a very mature platform for a very long time, uh, really up until 2018. And you know what happened in 2018 that brought a bunch of young people to the platform? Minecraft. Nope. Oh,
0: worse. <laughs> was it Ninja? Was it uh... Fortnite? Close. No, Fortnite. It was the release.
2: Of Fortnite.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. For all the time that Twitch was a thing
2: before the release of Fortnite, um, Twitch was seen as this kind of like this rebel in the industry. This uh, like like I've referred to before, like uh like very unfiltered. You get to see these like really raw personalities, and a lot of that created very mature content. Um with the release of Fortnite, you had people looking for as much Fortnite content as they possibly could find. And it just so seemed that uh, the easiest way to get a lot of Fortnite content was through people live streaming it. Uh, and this brought a massive wave of, of people to the platform and really turned Twitch from this like underdog um, like entertainment platform to this major player in the industry. And that's where we start to see uh, a lot of these decisions that, like, Twitch makes. Um, Well, to go even further beyond that, um, Twitch in 2013, 2014, uh, 2014, I think, was bought by, um, and this is where we come full circle, the wonderful, wonderful company of Amazon.
3: (laughs) I did not know that until tonight, and it's actually quite upsetting news. Yeah,
2: Yeah. so I had no clue. Yeah, no clue. That's why uh, you can uh, you get a free subscription to one channel if you have Amazon Prime, a prime subscription. Wow, Um, of course. Yeah, it's not a partnership. It's literally owned by Amazon. Um, And the thing is, is Amazon, as I alluded to at the beginning, not a great company. Um, They tend uh, uh, you can only make the richest man in the world by not being a very ethical company.
3: <laughs> he's kind of disappeared from the spotlight recently. But yeah. So,
2: he has, but that's because he stepped down as the CEO
0: of yeah. Amazon. Um and he's not the richest man in the world. I thought that was Elon Musk. I thought it's, it went It's backed. not either
3: of them. It's yeah. another old dude who no one ever talks about who owns like a bunch of random stuff.
2: Mm. But yeah. So, fair enough. Hold on yeah while well, you look that up uh, yeah so it's the the thing that sucks is uh, as as someone who has been within the 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 cobweb of uh, amazon they, they prioritize from my personal experience they they tend to prioritize uh profit over anything else. Um, yeah. Money is the main language, which I get. It's a business, but at the same time, Twitch is not very, the whole idea of Twitch as a whole is not very conducive to that mindset. Um, it is
3: Elon Musk. You were right. Nice. I thought so.
2: But so we, we see this like dichotomy of ideas now playing out in a very unfortunate way. Um, the whole idea of twitch from the get-go was supposed to be a company that is meant to prop up and help the creators on its platform in whatever way was possible but now you have content creators the people who drive profits for the entire platform at odds with the very ideas that the company stands for um
0: that's what I feel like What happens when a small company with good intentions always gets bought out by a corporate monopoly. They always end up, they start well and well off and well-intentioned to only then just to suck the money out of it.
2: Yeah. So And so over time, like while things were great, like everyone loved the idea of like having a free subscription that they could just give to a creator. It was just like, oh, I get to just give $5 to any creator I want once a month. Um, and while that is still like a pretty cool thing to be able to do. We're really starting to sense the the blowback from a lot of the decisions that come from uh, upper management at Amazon. Um, within my space specifically, like so, I'm in the like software engineering space. There is a uh, person that I follow. His name is Theo. He used to work. He was a very big um, software engineer at Twitch, um, and he's even commenting today about how. Uh, with this release of the revenue sharing changes uh how even while he was working at twitch uh the company went from having like caring for its content creators as one of the main pillars like moral pillars of the company something that they stood by to now it was like people fearing for their jobs if people stood up for creators um yeah and it's just like it's so so sad seeing something that uh has brought so much entertainment and has helped create like really awesome careers for people who would have otherwise been like like just average everyday school teachers or people who work at like the i r like someone like there's a streamer that I follow where he used to work at the i r s uh, but quit to work full or to work full time as a streamer and I think that that's really cool that um he was able to leave a job that he hated and be able to just play sit and play video games all day um and just have fun with an audience that he has built from the ground up and it really is like the whole idea of twitch is the whole uh, it it epitomizes the whole idea of like grassroots audiences and grassroots movements uh and that's really at the end of the day what i hope that it can still provide It's like, no matter what, at the end of the day, yeah, we can argue with Amazon about all of the ideas of what drives profit for them. But at the end of the day, as long as they keep the whole idea of grassroots audience and movements, it's like, cool. It's still Twitch then. But we're getting further and further than the truth. And that's scary. (laughs) And Uh, that's spooky scary. Jump (laughs) (laughs) scare.
3: No, it was. (laughs) Or was there? (laughs) Who's to say?
0: It's there.
3: Great episode, Mike. When we get back from this little musical interlude, we're going to have a quick this, so stick right where you are. And we're back. Welcome back to Entertain This. Uh, last week, Chloe so kindly stepped in and hosted the show uh, in my absin- absin- absence absence. Absence. <laughs> thank you, um, and I thank you two for helping carry that weight while I was gone. Um, it was 100% by mild. by picking up on the intro and the <laughs> outro. That's much appreciated. As a favor to Chloe, since she couldn't be here tonight, I'm gonna step in and I'm gonna do the quick this for her. Uh, and I have a topic that I have just recently been exposed to, but I'm very excited to talk about, and it kind of matches our theme of horror. So if I could uh, rev up those timers, and let's do it. So one of the things that makes me the most proud to be on this show is that we truly do try to encapsulate all things entertainment. There are a bunch of podcasts out there that talk about movies, that talk about TV shows, that talk about you know, music, stuff like that. They can make an entire meal out of that, but we truly try to get into the crevices of entertainment and talk about things that maybe you haven't heard about or uh, niche groups of uh, different types of entertainment that people are passionate about. And that's what I'm going to bring to you guys today because uh, on a recent trip to um, California that eventually led to a road trip to Vegas, I got to experience a brand new type of entertainment That sort of pillars off of a lot of the stuff that I've already been into. Uh, Fans of the show will know that one of the first episodes that I hosted had to do with ARGs, also known as augmented reality games. The idea of an augmented reality game is that it's this mix of sort of LARPing with technology meets sci-fi, where you get to live in a story that's happening on multiple dimensions, one being, of course, the physical plane, the other being the technological plane of the Internet. It's not always the internet, but it is always kind of like a treasure hunt to follow. Um, Those of you who are into geocaching would really like it. But I recently uh, got the opportunity to visit a place that went viral on TikTok, so maybe you guys have heard of it, called Omega Mart. Mm -hmm. Have you guys heard of Omega Mart? I have heard of it. Uh, It went went viral on TikTok a little bit ago, the idea being that it is this um, unsuspecting sort of supermarket sort of uh, gas station. Uh, You got, you know, your cold beverages, you've got your produce aisles, you got your dairy. And it's unassuming uh, when you're just walking around looking at things. But once you start to get a closer look, you start to realize that there's just something not right about this place. Like, for example, there's an energy drink on sale called Please Wake Up. And then reading the description of Please Wake Up is... Seriously, please, we're all so worried about you. You've been laying in bed for two weeks. Your family's around you. They're just begging you. They're shaking you, and they want you to please, please wake up. Please wake up. Please wake up. Or you could buy uh, vegan goat pus as a drink to drink. Um, it's vegan, and it's goat pus. I don't know what else you want to yeah. hear. Uh, some other things that are up for purchase are um, you can get gum. G O M. Uh, I actually got a pack of it. One second.
0: Oh God! For our uh, audience, he is uh, walking away. The audio audience, and he's back.
1: Gum,
3: (laughs) gum, (laughs) chewing gum. Oh my! Classic flavor. (laughs) Here's some of the facts on the back of it. It
2: says, Uh, "For for some reason, I read the classic flavor on there is cheese." It says
3: gum is for everyone. Uh, gum is banned in these states Ohio's included Um, and then it says smoothens teeth fast acting flavored indeed people do two out of four dentists no and that's about it Um, it's things like that that it's just slightly not right Um, and you had this option for three dollars to play a game where you got to go in uh, and be an employee you got to go through the employee training And eventually you found your way into the back rooms of this establishment that was actually called the Forked Universe that spans into its own ever-expanding weird cacophony of uh, different political and social interactions that you can do with cast members to try to solve the mystery of the disappearance of the CEO's daughter. Um, All of it's very cool. I'm not going to spoil any of it, but the people who put this on were a company known as Meow Wolf, and they are the real subject of today. Because Meow Wolf is a group of artists uh, based out of, um, I believe, Santa Fe. Uh, But I could be wrong. They've been working together since 2008. Uh, And their basic idea is bringing art into the world and making art its own sort of reality. Uh, Their first attempt at doing this was actually an installation just called Horror. Which ties it in. There it is. Full circle. Uh, The idea of horror was that was the theme of the uh, experience. So you got to create these different rooms that follow that theme. So you would create like a butcher's shop or like a scary bedroom or like a haunted house. And it's just super cool to see a group of artists come together to create such different works of art that are like livable that you can go in and explore and that... Kind of feel like a Chuck E. Cheese tube land uh, of exploration. And I suggest that if you are in the area of Nevada, California, that sort of lower uh, Western America, you should check out something from Meow Wolf. I think that they're absolutely incredible. And if you can't check it out, you should Google it, check out their website and watch their 88 minute documentary about them coming together and creating something really awesome. And that's all I got. It was five minutes, 30 seconds.
0: Nice. They, job. Uh, they are located in Santa Fe, by the way. I did. Thank you. It, just to be sure.
3: There you go. You're they started little- in Santa Fe and they've moved out further since then. Um, now that I'm off the timer, I can kind of tell you guys a little bit about the different experiences that you could go visit. So you, there's one in Santa Fe, there's one in Las Vegas, and there's one in Denver. So if you're in those areas, go check them out. There you go. Anyway, that's another episode. Next week, it's going to be a lot scarier, so you better buckle up because, oh, jump scare. There's no way I'm going to find every single one of those when I go back (laughs) and edit. I just hope I find a couple of them. The real scary parts are the fact that you never know when it's coming (laughs) because I could say jump scare and it could not happen, and that's most likely what will happen because I'll forget that I did this. Anyway. If there's anything in the realm of entertainment that you want to hear us talk about that we haven't talked about already, there are a couple different ways you can reach out. Number one is go to our website www.entertainthis.com et slash et podcast. Scroll all the way to the da- to, all the way to the bottom. All the way to the bottom <laughs> fill out the questionnaire there. It gets sent straight to us. Or you can just email us at entertainthispodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, we're entertain underscore this. On Instagram, we're entertain this podcast. On Facebook, we're podcast entertain this. And as always, entertain us so we can entertain you. And you can entertain this. I can't believe that you had to listen to me say that and then you had to do it yourself. That's hilarious. See you guys next Friday.
1: (laughs) Bye. Uh, Bye. Bye. Keep saying bye. 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 We're still saying it. We're Bye.